Hello, and welcome to Finding Frederick, a weekly podcast that explores the history, people, and stories of Frederick, Maryland. I'm your host, Lisa Littlefield, and thanks for joining me in some conversations with friends and history buffs like you and me. Today, I'm making a trip to the heart of the city to visit the site of Heritage Frederick, Located in what was once the stately historic Baltzell House at 24 Church Street, the historic structure is now the home of exhibitions about the city's history and an extraordinary collection of historic documents and artifacts. I'll be visiting with Anita Hoffman, archivist for Heritage Frederick, to learn more about the Heritage Frederick collections and history. Welcome, Anita. Thank you. Happy to be here. Let's start by talking a little bit about you. Can you tell us how you came to be at Heritage Frederick and what your role is here? I uh, was hired back in 2018 to process a very large collection that had been gifted to Heritage Frederick. It was the Margaret Myers collection. It was the largest private genealogical collection known for Frederick County. So it was, a, it was over 400 boxes of materials. And so I was brought on to process that collection. And then about six months after I finished that, the director here called me up and asked if I would like to work here full-time as the archivist. And so of course I accepted and here we are a few years later. That's great. How does one become an archivist? How did you find your way to this this field? I was probably originally inspired back in the early 1990s by my father, who wanted to know more information about his family. Uh, it had always not really been documented well, and we didn't know a whole lot. And so I started searching and, of course, along the way, learned how to do genealogical research. And as soon after that, I discovered was that I loved old documents. I just loved being able to go through them and read through them and finding these little gems of information in them that wasn't previously known. And so it was kind of a, maybe a geeky thing, but it was exciting (laughs) to me. So that inspired me to finish my degree and I continued it on in archaeology, which was another passion of mine. Uh, Soon after I worked a season in archaeology, I realized that I probably wouldn't be able to continue physically (laughs) doing that kind of work as as I grew older. And subfield of archaeology is, of course, archives. And that puts you right into the middle of researching and taking care of old documents. I then went on and uh, obtained a a graduate certificate in archives and then I just I started working in the field and the rest is history. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about Heritage Frederick. What it what is it? Where is it? Heritage Frederick is the historical society for Frederick County. It is located here at uh, 24 East Church Street in downtown Frederick. Now we're not currently open to the public because we're closed for renovations but we are normally open uh, most days of the weeks to offer our services library and archival research, as well as our museum exhibits. Why do people come here mostly? Um, I think they want to learn more about Frederick County, whether they're visiting or they're here visiting family. Maybe they have a family connection. Maybe they came back to visit to see where their grandparents once lived or their great-grandparents. And I think a lot of people come in um, just searching for a connection or to learn more about their connection. Maybe they recently moved here and they want to know more about the place that they live. In the archives, can I come and find out more? 
more about my property? Yes, you can come here to Library and Archives or you could also submit a request through our website and we'll do the research for you. We give you a couple different options through our website or if you want to come in and do it yourself. We can help get you started to research the deeds to your property, which is your first step because through those deeds, you'll find out who the prior owners were and maybe even who built the house or maybe at least close to a time period of when your house was built. Or maybe it came off of a larger property. Maybe it's more out in the country and came off a larger track and there can be a very unique history from that original land track. Have you ever uh, seen somebody find out something unusual about their home that was unexpected? Well, yes, I've had people find um, out that maybe someone historical had visited their home or lived in their home. Maybe was a business in prior years that they didn't realize. I actually recently did one here on North Market Street. We didn't realize it was the original starting place for Ebert's ice cream, which went up the Market Street in later years and had a big ice cream parlor. A couple of other things we sometimes find out is that someone maybe died in the house or there was a crime committed there. We do give the option of whether we they want if if the person looking for the information wants to know it or not <laughs> i don't force that information to them i ask them first what they want to know right. uh, because of course we don't want to reveal anything that's maybe traumatic in their home that happened right. in their home right but could be helpful if you might have a sighting of spirits or exactly. other things in your And some home. people, that's exactly what they're looking for. They're, they've had a haunting and they want to know who lived in the house if someone died in their house. I get that question all the time. <laughs> that's great. That's great. You're a, a detective yes, of history. Yes, yeah, it's very much a detective of history here. Heritage Frederick is actually in a, in a house though, right? Yes. So we are fortunate to have a big, beautiful house that houses our museum and our library and archives. And it was built around 1820, early 1820s, by Dr. Baltzell uh, for him, his wife, and his family. He set up his practice here and attended patients here out of the house. What are some interesting things that when you come to this house might stand out versus other properties? Well, one of the unique things was that after Dr. Baltzell had it, and then of course it passed through a hand or two, it became a female orphanage. It was run by the church across the street here. It became an orphanage, I think, in the late or early 18, 1870s and ran as an orphanage all the way up till the early 1950s. So that is very different mm-hmm. than a private home. Mm-hmm. There's also a beautiful outside space. Yes, a beautiful garden, which has had a lot of work done in the past couple of years. Beautiful landscaping. Of course, it was once larger back in the early days of the home, but is now a nice walled garden that people can come and for free and walk through our garden. There's some beautiful roses and there's an herbal garden and other nice little plants and unique things to see here. What are some of the most unusual things that you think are in the archive, just generally speaking, as somebody who's probably visited any number of archival facilities? What do you think might be considered somewhat unique here? For the museum, we do have a lock of hair that is claimed to be George Washington's. Now, we've never confirmed that, but there's a unique item right there. In the archives, uh, we have postcards. We have a actually a vast collection of postcards, which have some great old photos on them or just different things about Frederick County. And one of them is made out of leather. And I've never seen a leather postcard before, but this one... That's unique. We do have one of those, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it probably went through the mail. Yeah, it was sent right through the mail. It's stamped. 
other kinds of items other than uh, paper materials as well in the archives? Right. So we have photographs, loads of photographs, postcards. We have CD-ROMs and DVDs and VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We also have microfilm and we have uh, books. We can get small artifacts here. Usually the larger artifacts will go to the museum, but sometimes we'll have smaller artifacts here, whether it's a ribbon or a pin or maybe things like we call ephemera. So it might be a a matchbook cover or a, a fan with a calendar on it or something like that. Can you tell us a little bit about any collections that you have that address other kinds of populations that were here, are here, today. We are very thrilled to have a large collection. It's called the William O. Lee Collection. Mm -hmm. And William Lee was an African-American who was born and raised and lived here in Frederick County. He put together a collection. He worked, you know, during his lifetime to collect the stories and the photos and the information about all things African-American for here in Frederick County. And so we are very thrilled to have that as part of our collection. Uh, We also have some, like, abstract record books uh, from manumissions throughout Maryland. It is a resource for those who are tracing their ancestry. So Anita, I noticed you brought out a few boxes of things here. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the things that, that, that you brought out? Sure. One one of the unique items that we have here is the Varl map of 1808, one of the earliest maps for Frederick County. Um, what makes it unique is that it is one of two originals that no, is known to exist. The Library of Congress doesn't even have an original, but we have one here. The other one, as far as I know, is in private ownership. We are currently looking at trying to have it digitized so that we can offer it up and make it available to our public and to our researchers here. The other unique item we have, of course, these are just two of many. We have the original ledgers from Montevideo, which was a mental health hospital that was here in Frederick. And there's a unique story with those, how we got those. The building was being put set afire when they we're raising it to rebuild over top. And Margaret Myers, who I mentioned before, uh, the collection I processed, she brazenly went out the day they were burning it and ran inside while it was burning and rescued these records. She was trying to be stopped from what I understood, but nothing was going to stop her. So she went in, smoke and fire, and pulled them all out. And because of that, we now have them. Otherwise, they would have been lost to history. These ledgers list the inmates, their family connections, and the dates that they were there. Do you have things here from the Revolutionary War period? Yeah, we do have a few things. We do have documents. We have land deeds with the original seals on them. Old letters. uh, There's manumission documents here. So throughout our whole entire history, we have many, many unique original documents that we keep, of course, in cold storage because we preserve them and in archival enclosures Mm -hmm. to help stabilize them and keep them. So maybe even things that survived uh, the Civil War? Oh, yes. What are some of those Uh, We have photographs. We have old tintypes, pictures of soldiers. Some of them are identified. Some are not. Um, And that's the sad thing with photos is not all the people are identified in a lot of the photos. In our museum, we have a set of uh, dueling pistols and swords from the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's a couple swords from the Revolutionary War as well. Now, you've mentioned a couple times the museum, and I know there are a couple more floors in the building. Right. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the museum. I, I understand mm-hmm. it's not open right now to the right. public. Currently, we are working on exhibits for when we reopen. We will have a room dedicated to the house history. And we decided this because last year when we were open, we had time and time again, everybody wanted to know the house history, of course, because it's such a beautiful 
building. And so we decided let's go ahead and do exhibit on the house history. So that will be one thing to look forward to. We'll have a room dedicated to Frederick County history. So there'll be exhibits which will rotate out. We have loads and loads of artifacts and, and pieces that we can display. And so we want to try and make sure that those get rotated through the exhibits because they all tell a story for Frederick history. We also have a children's room, which is a hands-on learning experience for the kids. They, they can actually touch and feel and not have to worry about breaking anything. And those kind of go through some of the items of technology like with old phones and they can dig for a fossil in the sandbox and um, dress up into colonial clothing, things like that. How are some ways that people could get involved with Heritage Frederick if they're history enthusiasts mm-hmm. or they just want to be active in the community? Sure. All they have to do is reach out to me either via phone or by email, and they could just uh, let me know what their interest is. They can volunteer here in the library and archives and assist with archival projects and research. We get research requests all the time, so they, if they like doing genealogy and historical research or even property research, they can assist with that. Of course, we have our museum upstairs, which, like I said, we're putting in new exhibits, so we can always use a helping hand with that as well. If they have a green thumb, they can <laughs> they can volunteer out in our beautiful garden with the garden committee. I I know they always need help with keeping up with the weeding in the summer and planting new plants and just uh, making it look good all the time. How does Heritage Frederick pay for all of these services that you provide and, mm-hmm. and for the exhibits that are being developed and all of those right. things? We are a nonprofit, and so as with most nonprofits, we rely a lot on donations, grant funded projects, as well as uh, there are some state and federal stipends that come through to us at times. So if somebody wanted to support the institution with a donation or a gift, uh, how might they do that? Of course, they can go onto our website and there is a way through our our website that you can make a donation. You can also mail one in. But if you want to get a little more creative and, and maybe have something that's a little more interesting, you can also purchase a brick through our garden. So you can have a brick dedicated to someone you love in memory of, maybe just for yourself, for your family. You know, the sky's the limit who you want to do the brick dedication for, but you can purchase that through our website. They are put into our brick pathway through our garden uh, at least two or three times a year. Okay, wonderful. Am I missing anything? Are there things that I've that I should have asked you about that I haven't asked you about yet? <laughs> Maybe just reiterate that we, even though we're close to the public right now, we are here working. And so if someone is interested in having some research done, they can go online to our website and our new catalog is up now on our website. It will be under the research tab. They can re- put keywords into the catalog and see what we have. If they're interested in having us do the research, there's also a tab there to order the research uh, for us to do for them while we're closed. So I have to ask a big question. Why is all of this important? Why is uh, the preservation of these materials and heritage, in your opinion, Heritage Frederick, such a vital thing to the community? So I think when people come in here to do research, they're looking for information on their family or they're looking for information on the place that they live. They want that connection. They're looking for that connection. And I think that that's only a natural part of being human, you know, to feel those connections. It gives us, it validates who we are or where we've been and where we're going. Um, I think it's important that people, you know, want to learn about and, and hear and read about the stories of people's struggles and their triumphs. That's really great. All right. Well, thank you. And, uh, 
appreciate your being a guest with us on Finding sure. Frederick. That's all for today's episode. My thanks again to Anita Hoffman of Heritage Frederick. And thanks to you for coming along with me to Finding Frederick. I'm Lisa Littlefield. See you next week.